Hello and welcome to the Natty's Podcast. My name is Jared Grunewagen and I am joined once again by Andrew, I fly for fun and for blood. Durham. You make me sound so evil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dark side, right? Dark side. I, which I can't, by the way, wait for a tattoo that's coming up in the near future. Nice, nice. Yes. Tonight we are also joined by Cliff. How about those Resistance A-Wings, Lindsay? <laughs> How's it going? Boo, boo. <laughs> RZ2s are a cop-out. <laughs> Pure speed. Thank you for joining us tonight for episode five, The Sky is Falling. That's right, I said it. The Sky is Falling. Uh, so, what, what have you guys been flying this week? Uh, Cliff, why don't you take it away for now? What have you been flying? Um... Pretty much a lot of different experiments with uh, Dash and then Corin. Um, have uh, a Dash and Jake build that worked out pretty good, uh, and then um, pretty well it focused around like Dash with Bistan and um, Perceptive Copilot, and then Jake always trying to give him those extra focuses so he uh, Dash can focus his actions on doing other other shenanigans, and it worked out pretty good. And then, um, yeah, it was just trying out other ships that I really liked in uh, 1.0. And then uh, Corin and I paired him with uh, AP5, um, Arvel, and uh, 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 Braylon. And that worked out pretty cool, too. It's just fun to try new ships. So Yeah, Corin is... Corin's got... Can hit. Like, he's a good ship still. That E-Wing is fantastic. If it wasn't for, like, a little bit of tweaking... Uh, I think he would totally be around more <laughs> predominantly. Even like System Open Toronto, uh, Marcel from Gold Squadron brought a fantastic list uh, with Corin, Wedge, Proton Torpedoes on both those guys, and then Cassian, and he really rocked it. I mean, he took top eight, right? So yeah, he showed me that one. It's uh, yeah, pretty cool. M- Miguel, Miguel, Miguel Cesaro uh, was at the Italy System Open. I'm probably butchering his last name. And he brought Handbrake Han with Corn, made top really? eight. Nice, yeah. yeah. No, Corn. I, I we always have to look out for him, right? Because the ability to double tap and on a great chassis, uh, you know. Yeah, the double tap is slightly hurt by the fact that it is bullseye only, um, and like Corn's a five, so it, you can outmaneuver him with and keep out of that double tap but still even if he doesn't get the double tap like the ship is still really good it just mm-hmm. slightly costed a little high yeah like oh, they, just a couple points probably they and they're not too they've been really restrictive with the double tap right like yeah quick draw kind of still has it but quick draw has been brought down a ton in power especially when we don't have things like um, I don't know, it starts, oh, expertise, I was going to say it starts with an E, but yes, I remember now, the trauma, the trauma Expertise, lightweight good. frame is missing, um, now you can't shoot front, back, and get your double tap, like, you're getting just the one bonus yeah. per turn. Yeah. And then you got, uh, geez, uh, my brain is just, a, the scum dude, what's Whoa. his name? The scum uh, dude. Da- um, what's Dengar. Dengar, jeez, I couldn't oh, figure, figure, remember Dengar. Yeah, he's not around enough. Uh, Dengar, double tap, but I mean, his chassis is Way really nerfed right well, now, right? So It's really expensive for what you're getting. Yeah, who else has got a double tap? Well, Maul. Oh, yeah, Maul, yeah Maul's good, though. That's the best one. Maul is the best double. Uh, Maul is the best one right up there with Quick Draw. It's hard yeah, to really okay, to, true, to true, tell, true. right? Because if you get... 
if you get quick draw and you only lose a shield a turn, that's a lot of double tapping. Yeah. Yeah. Both quick draw and maul have like they have penalties. Like I think not not the other ones don't. Dengar doesn't really. Um, but like they have a more of a penalty than like Corrin does. Yeah, I think that's a good way to do it. I mean, the one who ha- the ones that are easier to get off have more of a penalty, and the ones that are uh, not as easy to get off don't have a lot of a penalty, but it's hard to even make it happen in the first yeah. place. So I think that's a fair like trade with something that's really powerful. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that it doesn't seem too, too abused. Um, so this week in X-Wing, uh, what were you flying? Sorry. <laughs> cut, gonna cut that part. What were you flying uh, this week, Andrew? Oh, geez. I've, I've been having a lot of fun just flying things that I don't see around just messing around with stuff trying to step away from the meta as much as possible you know i've i've had a couple of my pretty successful hyperspace trials i, I had a, a successful system open so i'm happy right now just messing around with things and having a good time so i've, I've flown a, a really cool snoke list with snoke uh Tavson, uh so snoke's on uh Tavson, uh kylo and null that was pretty sweet and uh, had some success with it going three and one in a local tournament and then I have also tried Hux with triple uh, special forces and gunners on each of them. Special force, special ops gunners or whatever they are on each of them. And that uh, Hux is on just the Star Killer, and that has been pretty fantastic too. Really it has its weaknesses, but man, can it hit pretty decently. I mean, we're talking uh, double modded SFs. Uh, with like target locks and focus or focus of aids or all they can all barrel roll I mean who cares about the stress when you have a, a blue one forward or soft ones like yeah So yeah, just messing around with things. What about yourself? Uh, not a whole lot this week. No, I've been uh, busy doing lots of other work and not really any any flying not dedicating yourself to the <laughs> most important thing in your life, which is flying miniature spaceships. What <laughs> I know uh, this week in X-Wing, though, there is some interesting stuff that happened. Well, over the last we're voting weeks. you off the island. You haven't been playing. Uh, I'm the tech guy, so I like automatic safety. True. Auto- true. We're automatic immunity. We've, we've, we've given you immunity, yeah. Um, so uh, as far as Extended went, there was only one really major tournament, and that was the Italy System Open. And uh, 72% of the field flew Rebel. That's a lot. There was that should 18, change. There was eighteen lists, um, thirteen rebels, four empire, and one republic. And where was this? Italy. Italy, and this is a system open. Yep. Oh, so this is the top sixteen. Yep. Oh, okay. oh top eighteen. Oh, sorry, top eighteen. Oh, yeah. Because yep. before the, now they got that new. Uh, well, it's just you fight made for five the, and one. the spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, that's so much rebel. Jeez. Rebel yeah. beef. What Leia, the, what have you done? Yeah. What was the One Republic list? Uh, the One Republic list um, was Anakin Skywalker, Luminar Unduli, and two Gold Squadron Troopers. So a not very common, like not a common version of the two Jedi, two Torrents. Yeah, usually you see Mace. Usually it's Mace. I did um, see an Ahsoka version actually recently too. That was pretty decent. Yeah, Luminar is just like you know. Don't normally see her unless it's a three Jedi build. What does she? What does yeah. she even do? How do you know? I don't have uh, never seen she, her on the board. She can spend a force to change a. I don't know if whether she's the one who changes 
your she can change your focuses to evades or if she can change crits to hits and hits to miss like focuses i can't quite remember okay okay. it's one way or the other okay um yeah there was one one quad phantom and that was it like there was no vader and three phantoms just um you had a couple like a vader salad and uh a centaur vader um but yeah phantoms are almost gone Mm -hmm. this is also late in the season too I, i know a lot of people where we got uh, point changes coming up, and with Hatchet Man existing, I've only said his name once, not gonna say it twice. Uh, you know, uh, and everybody knowing that the Quad Phantoms exist, unless you're a really, really, really good Quad Phantom player, uh, you might not do so well if you have to experience people flying something that they know how to take out Quad Phantoms in the first place, let alone yep. if you're not a very good player with it, right? Well, and so, from the top, going into top eight, uh, that Republic list made it in top eight. Um, they they did make it to eighth place. Uh, Julian Hood, and then the other seven lists were all Rebel. The uh, the Empire got wiped. Were they all Rebel beef? Oh, uh, no, because there was a few four uh, Ks. Oh, that 4K wing list. I have not experienced it, but I can imagine it's quite strong. I've, I've faced uh, quad arcs. There was a handbrake, handbrake Han with a corn horn. And there was also, surprisingly, two of the lists were almost the same. Uh, they were both um, Nora Wexley, Wedge Antilles. No, sorry, one was Nora Wexley, one had Blue Squadron Pilot. But then they had Wedge Antilles and... Which which ship would you least expect? Well, not least, but would you not really expect any more in the meta from Rebel? Uh, Used to be popular. Attack shuttle. Why wing? The Ghost. Both of those, like, there's two lists that had Harris and Duel. Huh. Yeah. So VCX made it to top eight in one list. Wow, pretty sweet. I'm, I'm always happy to see things make it to uh, top uh, spots when you haven't seen them around too often, right? I, yeah. like, I like seeing new stuff make its way through. Another surprise for me was uh, the hyperspace trials that happened over the last two weeks. Um, kind of a, a decent turnout, like a real decent turnout for the Republic. 21 Woo. and a quarter percent of the field made it that or was republic uh with two wins out of uh, uh, oh i can't even count right now two out of eight wins so a quarter of the wins that's fantastic again love i love i mean they they're teetering on like really good the republic and as people start putting their lists together and figuring out what really works and what doesn't uh you i I think like they have they they have all the pieces to be potentially very good right and i've already experienced them being very strong so just a matter of time one of those lists was a uh, anakin with two 104th pilots like battalion pilots and a gold squadron trooper so anakin two arcs and a torrent Mm-hmm. Uh, another list that came up this week in hyperspace, uh, I believe there was two of them, that surprised me was 
four black sun assassins, each with crack shot. Is that is that a star viper? That's the star viper. Is that an initiative three? Yep. Who oh. even flies those? Whoa. <laughs> those are gross. Jared, have you seen anybody fly a star, a star viper around? Uh, uh, I, I think no. I have. No, no way. <laughs> um, but yeah, four, four initiative three star vipers, and it actually even won. Um, it, it won one of the tournaments. Wow. Go butterflies. Out in California. And the big thing about that one was uh, California was a very big tournament as far as hyperspace trials goes um, with 89 participants. Or not that one. Wasn't that? Yeah. Yeah. 89 participants. And that was a hyperspace? Wow. Yeah. They had a top 16. And four four Star Vipers ends up topping Holy that one. jeez. Uh, what did they have on the start of four Star Vipers? Crackshot. They all just had Crackshot, and that was it. They all just have Crackshot. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, Somebody must two, have two flown lists that them had like that. crazy. Another hyperspace trial that was really interesting to me looking at was uh, the Red Claw hyperspace trial out in Alberta. Um, and what was interesting was just the fact that half of the top eight was non-metal lists, or what I wouldn't really consider metal lists. Um... I mean, you had the one was, uh, th- like, it had a U-wing and Henleia, but it was three Y-wings along with it. Oh. You had uh, eight Vulture droids make it to top eight. You had Kylo Ren with hate and two First Order test pilots, each with Fanatical. Atta boys. <laughs> Rep- represent. What's really cool to me, too, about this one is the second place was Paul LaRue. And first place was Jean-Luc LaRue. Oh, okay. Paul Both flying, fantastic players. Uh, Paul flying Scorch, Quick Draw, and Kylo yep, Ren. Yep, nice, nice. And Jean-Luc flying Darth Vader, Merrick Steel, uh, and two Tempest Squadron pilots. Uh, not the Enterprise? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I had it's to do Jean-Luc it. LaRue, not... Oh, Car- right, right, sorry. I keep telling you, pay attention to We're the We're assimilating system. Cliff, it doesn't matter. So yeah, I thought that was uh, that was really interesting. Crazy list. Four X ones. I I love it. it. I mean, are we going to talk about it at all? I forget if this is on our list. Let me check through the the show notes. Ruffle ruffle papers. Insert ruffling papers. Uh, if you want to talk about it, talk about it. Yeah, like there. I feel like there's so much good uh, in the game that I mean, this was not to say that we're there yet, but there was a problem perceivably uh when yep. meta wing existed before and the idea that meta wing existed and people go oh look there's the ships that i should be flying and you choose those ships and you choose those upgrades and then you fly that but then you because meta wing didn't exist for the first little bit you know people were flying lots of different things i think people still f- do fly lots of different things things to some regard i get there are some things that are kind of bu- going to buffer that being that you know we have yep. a point change every you know every six months or so um not including hot fixes right but uh with meta wing rolling around i mean i'm talking like i flew snoke the other day i flew hux the other day and i'm taking out big name lists with these lists that we got here we we're seeing these other lists that you're talking about like quad star vipers like serious and like things these things don't exist in the meta whatsoever as far as i'm concerned but yet they have the potential to be very very strong 
especially if you're also a decent player of the game as well. So I, I really can't say that there's uh, that, you know, Quad Phantoms, this is the only way to go, or Hatchet Man, this is the only way to go, etc, 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 because there's so many hidden gems, I think, right now that nobody has explored, and I always try to encourage people to keep messing around with things that aren't out there, especially if they feel like they're on the verge of being something good rather than just going with a medalist, because I think sometimes that catches enough people off guard that you can do really well with it, and it's fun. Well, I found this week, too, that, like, the meta was... It was shaken up, which is why I entitled this "The Sky Is Falling," and it was just because people were bringing these these unseen lists or different variations, not just the standard ones. Um, one more that I wanted to point out from from Alberta was uh, somebody brought uh, Darth Maul and three Skakoan Aces. Yes. So like three three Bulbasaurs. <laughs> Bulbasaurs like, that can focus at least. Yeah, like and they had crack shot on them. Um, we saw Leia's percentage by faction go up, but Leia's use overall was down. Uh, like stuff like that was really cool for me to see. We saw more scum uh, playing and then making it. Like it was, uh, it was a good week, I think, for just diversity. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's perfect. Like the mess around with more different things and everything like that. Like the. I mean, we are going to get a point change really soon, obviously, but uh, it's it's fun. How, enjoy the game. Like, uh, if you've especially if you got a ticket to Worlds, like just have some fun. If your goal is not to get a ticket to Worlds, have some fun. Enjoy uh, your local events by flying just crazy stuff. Well, and so let's talk about some of the crazy stuff. You know, what's what are some ships that you think that like I don't want to call them unloved because like take the vcx a lot of people love the vcx Misfit but they're toys. not being they're not being seen right you know another one like yeah i i, I want to say like we're seeing hatchet man but people love the gunboat and we're not really seeing a whole lot of it besides uh vendor you're on the island of misfit toys <laughs> yeah like what what do you think is how close are some of these being playable Nobody and are they secretly the actually? The are, are they actually secretly good, and just because this other stuff is so prevalent, we're not seeing it? Cliff, what do you think, buddy? Um, well, well like you, for instance, Cliff, you're, you've been flying Dash a lot, yeah. right? And Dash is something we saw when there was Dash Rourke, but when Dash Rourke got nerfed, it disappeared, and we've not seen Dash since. Like, is Dash actually secretly good, and you're just not seeing it, or? Is it just uh, it's just for fun, or like it's cl- is it close? Like I think I, I think Dash is. Um, so I've, I've, I think I've played three games with him so far. Two of them were successful. One of them I got obliterated, and um, it's because you get a little bit too confident. Dash, you, you almost have to treat him like an A wing, or you got to run with him. You know what I mean? And uh, I think. I think it, it, it's good against certain lists, but uh, there's there's a lot of things that uh, that are pretty hard counters to stuff like that. Like, I will, let's go back to that E-wing thing. Um, the the one the one build I was looking at, I don't know. Like, well, I saw I saw it on um, somebody else's, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Like, have you guys seen any other uses for for chopper? 
at all. Oh, uh, no, I've not I don't really even really touch. I touch so, all that kind of nasty good guy stuff. Yeah, so I saw this pairing with, with Chopper and, and, and Corrin. So Chopper, you, you your, your action is to spend one non-reoccurring upgrade from another... Um, from another equipped upgrade card to re uh, recover one shield and then action spend two shields to recover one non-recurring upgrade i, I kind of forget the last part but i thought it was interesting when i saw that paired with elusive because elusive technically isn't recovering oh. right so like yeah that's so i've been putting that on like the e-wing and there's a couple games you know with with him and being coordinated I, I was able to recover like six shields so i think that would maybe be an interesting card that card combo you know what i mean maybe, maybe for those x-wings e-wings like uh, anything else that can take an astromech like it, it was pretty powerful um so hold on how does how's this work so he takes an action yeah he to, takes an action to, to lose to a charge the elusive on, charge on a non-recurring oh and then because elusive is a non-recurring yeah. um because yeah. it, it's and naturally reoccurring you have to have that little arrow then he yeah. gets to That's grab right. that Ooh, so I like it. So what I've been doing get another elusive. is with pairing him with AP5. So Corn, my, my go-to Corn build is Chopper, Advanced Sensors, Elusive. So if I'm going to do a K or like a Sloop and I know I'm going to be safe, I'm going to Advanced Sensor, Chopper, get a shield, get uh, do the Sloop, get it back, and then next turn with AP5, AP5 is running in and then going to be getting him two shields back. So... I thought, wow. I thought it was a pretty cool little combo. That is awesome. Um, and it, it, it really it really makes Corrin, you know, a tank because, you know, he could take a lot of that first salvo, take a little bit of damage, run, and your first salvo, you're taking no damage because he's now totally healed up. But, that like, that's... Um, that, that was my thoughts on him. And as far as... And you have Dash running around, right? Um, yeah, so not on that same list. But oh okay, yeah. okay. but uh, yeah. Dash what is, else do you pair them with? Uh, with with who? Which, which? Uh, AP five and uh, this corn with elusive and chopper. Um yeah, so that was the one that I talked at the beginning, and it had Braylon. So Braylon's the B wing oh, that's stressed. Right, yes. And then I had um, the the bumping A wing. So that A wing, even though it's it's sometimes hard to get bullseyes, if I can. If I'm bumping you, I know I know exactly where you're gonna be, right? So that's how I've been able to get those bullseyes, mm -hmm. you know. So I think that's 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 one interesting thing. Um, uh, what other ships? How about you, Andrew? Yeah. Do you have any any un, un, like unused ships, ships that don't see much table time uh, that you think are secretly good? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would like to advert your attention to the poor Thai aggressor. <laughs> now. The the tie aggressor I think is in a weird spot though. I think much like the M3A in that like it doesn't f it fits a it doesn't fit a really unique role. Like it's more unique for the Empire and it's the Empire's turret ship, right? But like it doesn't really fit a unique role in that if you're gonna fly turreted ships, like just throw the Y wings on the table. They're <laughs> arguably better for the price. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you're trying to just fill some slots, fill some space, well, throw a TIE fighter, right? It's very similar to the M3A. The M3A, like, what what are you really using it for? Just throw a Z95 or a TIE on there, a mining guild TIE. Mm -hmm. It's, it's uh, just for people like Andrew that just won't use a Y-Wing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. The, but I'm just saying, the, like, it's in, that, it's in that weird spot of, like, what role does it fit that's unique that's going to really make it be, like, 
yeah, that's the ship to bring. Yeah, I mean, any ship could be good, right? Like, there's so much opportunity with the app the way that it works now, or at least the system the way it works, where they can change the points, change the upgrades. Like, you could you could make a tie aggressor ten points and watch it and watch people bring it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, but there's there comes a problem with that too of how how low can you go with some of these things? Exactly. Before... And for the most part, I would prefer not going low. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that you the, there's the ability always to make a ship better now. Uh, at least, you know, um, so the potential is always there. Uh, we also don't have a lot of options for turrets, right? So if we yeah. we got a, a turret that functioned really well on the TIE aggressor where it didn't function well on the Y-Wing, I mean, the hard part is if you, you create generic turrets or you create a, um, a faction-only turret, so let's, let's say you create a generic turret, okay? Then other better turret carriers are going to carry it, and there's no point in bringing the TIE aggressor. If you bring yeah. a faction-only uh, turret, it, um, then, I mean, you have to really kind of work the fluff around that, first of all. But also, secondly, then you essentially, you might as well just have given the ship a title, or you might as well just give, and then you, you pave the way the, for the future, and wonder if there, you know, is, do we just not give any more turret ships to the Imperial, because God forbid we made this really good turret to, so to make the, tur the aggressor uh, do well? I mean, I don't think we'll ever see another turreted ship. Uh, maybe, I don't know, knock on wood, for uh, the Imperial but um, yeah I mean creative responses for these things I prefer the best being able to take yes. the crew off of the Phantom and put on Gunner I think that was yeah. a really great yeah, yeah, choice yeah, yeah. it was a creative choice right I, I like that I think in our next points coming we may see a lot of those kind of same creative uh, responses and not just changing the points there are some things that you know Leia I, she's a great card but she dropped down to two points. I don't think there, it's, she's an upgrade, obviously, so there's not too much creative response to do to that, except for raise the points. Um, yeah. I mean, one one way that I wish they'd been creative and said they just went with points, because I don't think they want to errata anything, was the hyperspace tracking data. Yeah. Um, I really wish that they had just made that a limited card. Limited one, only one ship, one ship can use it. That would have completely fixed the um, triple Upsilons without um, all of the other repercussions that came with what they did. Mm -hmm. Now you have an unusable card and an unusable pilot because they raised the points so high to make sure that you couldn't fly this list rather than just being the creative and saying, hey, you know what? We're going to make this a limited only card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, with upgrade card packs, I know that they've rumored about it. I think there's some good potential to make uh, things valid that aren't valid. It would be really super cool to see like um, a, a tie aggressor upgrade, uh, like a title, right? So like yeah. a limited title that you can throw on one and you can either throw in a cheap one to do something special or you throw in one of the higher ones to do something more efficiently. Like something like that would be pretty cool. Right, maybe you add another turret option, it and a, a, another turret upgrade with the title, and you can fire two turrets, like something silly. Like they, not to say like that's what I'm suggesting, but like something that pr provides you some application to use the card. I think uh, like a title for the Thai advanced prototype. I think like. There has to, there. I think there should be some other answers than just changing the points and just changing the upgrades. I don't know what you could change to the uh, upgrade bar 
on a, a tie aggressor to make it worth bringing. Same thing for a tie uh, prototype. I I don't or V1. Sorry, I don't think there's something that you could put on that necessarily to make it like completely valid. Um, yeah. So some titles would be nice. I, I thought the title and the uh, the first one making the t advanced prototype would have been pretty sweet. But something tweaked for second edition, you know, maybe it's a take a target lock and then you can take a red evade. You can link it with the title and do it on one ship. Now um, we've been talking about points and the fact that they're changing points or they can change points. Um, and next week we're getting a preview of what points are going to change. Um, and before we we come back to podcast, there will be a points change. Uh, it, we've been told it's going to be being announced on the twenty seventh, and will be active like a go on the first. Um, so that brings us to then what what are our points predictions? What do you think is going to get the biggest change? Do you think anything is going to get a big change? I am an Imperial player, or First Order player. I just play antagonist, so I. But I really hope that the Phantoms uh, get a big uh, point change. Now, uh, Stephen actually mentioned something that I guess is coming to fruition. Stephen Kim, uh, it spoke about it before, where he said that you know maybe maybe we do nothing with the Phantoms. Maybe we just let the meta change, and it will push the Phantoms out on their own and we are seeing a little bit of that comparably to the data that you've provided but i still think i would like to have a change to the phantoms i, I think it's just too much of a it's in my back pocket and i wouldn't want ever to come back to a situation where we where we were at with the phantoms um I, just a little bit of tweaking would be good to, for them i think uh, maybe everything except for the named pilots losing an ept or something like that would be perfect yeah, uh, I think that would be a nice, a, a quick fix uh, to it. And obviously, I think Leia uh, needs to go up in points because you know, two point Leia, she's had her time in the sun or yep. the spotlight. It is, it's time to go. <laughs> I mean, so last the last points changed back in January. Um, the the biggest change that we saw was on some of the large base ships, um, like the VCX changed fourteen points. Um, Holy for for Kanan, Kanan dropped fourteen points. Um, other than that, kind of the next biggest thing that we kind of saw was a, a like an eight point drop from a, a from a small base ship. Um, do you think we're gonna see any more? And and like Redline went up eight points. Do you think we're gonna see any more eight point swings on this uh, this points change? Hope not. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. That gets to the extremes you know like uh i mean maybe maybe six is still on the the high end i think but uh yeah that so what do you think would be a candidate for a six point swing a six point swing um defenders <laughs> what about what about like the resistance falcon i think that thing dies the resistance falcon you think the resistance falcon needs well, a i would like it to get still? a six point swing <laughs> 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 um what can you think uh i mean i think i think dash kind of needs a drop more um they did they did give him a two point drop before i think he really could use the six he's still sitting at 98 points like naked dash is still half of your list uh, fen rao i would say he needs to go down 
Uh, but I don't know that Fenron needs to go down six. I don't know about think, six, yeah, but I think close Fen to it. could I think use four. Could use a four point yeah, drop. How much is Fenron right now? Sixty-eight. Uh, Sixty-eight. Is, is he? Fenrau is 68. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah, he could use it. Right? Especially when things um, like Soontirfell exist 52. at 52. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you listen to um, if you listen to uh, TCX radio, um, but they were talking about Soontirfell and Wedge and how they're 52 points. Right? And they're both I6s and they were really comparing more Wedge versus Fenrau because they're Wedge takes away a die from your opponent, but Fen gives an extra die. And Fen has the extra agility, but Wedge has two shields. And so, like, really, they're very comparable ships, especially because the S foils kind of makes the action bar comparable on the two ships. No. But Fen is. 14 point no 16 points more expensive now the only hard part about that is we're not comparing them in like a vacuum in that situation we're comparing them cross faction right so like we are fen rao in an imperial uh the faction at 56 or sorry 68 might still exist because there's so many cheap options that we could pair them with where uh scum has a but struggles because so much of their stuff is expensive in the first place but if Fen could fit alongside the Imperials, would you be taking Fen over Sintirfell? Uh, no, I'd take him with him. <laughs> but okay, but I'm saying like if you, could take one, if you had to take one or the other, right? If it was if it was a thing between one or the other, which one would you take? If you can't win the game; you just cheated. That's what Captain Kirk taught me. I, I'd pick Sintirfell. <laughs> what is with you and Star Trek tonight? My goodness, man, this is Star Wars. I'm gonna. Oh, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna get voted off the island. <laughs> yeah, can't do that. You're our ace. Um, yeah, no, I'd still choose Sintrafell. Yeah, and, and and part of the big reason is 18 points di- or 16 points difference. Yeah. Um, so I do think that I think that you should be paying more for a six, much like TCX was talking about. Um, especially because like Sintrafell versus. Uh, versus Fen Rao, Sintir gets the double actions. Yes, Sintir has one less hull, but same agility, same attack, basically. Fen Rao's big thing is he gets that extra die. Um, but I think you should be paying a little bit more for sixes than we necessarily are. I mean, I know it would make a difference for a lot of Rebel beef lists, because right now you you face down... Um, you're facing Cassian and two... Uh, two b-wings and then the scary thing is he still has wedge at an i6 yeah and you you can't necessarily dodge that i6 about, uh, right like build where you that throw was swarm mine. tactics on wedge yeah. too Ooh. what oh. about swarm tactics being variable is that what do you think about that i could yeah i could kind of see that because swarm tactics on but the problem with swarm tactics being variable is you're only really using it on a six yeah, or a five yeah right true. so I mean, sometimes you'll be using it, like, take the four X-Wing list. Um, sometimes you'll use it with the six and a five and then a three just to make sure everybody's mm-hmm. a six. Um, but, yeah, it's it becomes then difficult as to how you're going to price that, whether it's like, yeah, if you're three or less, it's just free, but then in which case, like, all the TIE Swarms are just going to throw it on just because, hey, we can all be fives now. Yeah. That's... Yeah, the chassis, the chassis, I think, is what we need to, to deal with. Uh, not the chassis, sorry, but the the actual, yeah, the pilots, the sixes. I mean, 
I don't know if I would bring Sunterfell up too too much because it kind of feels he feels yeah, okay I don't where think he, he needs to go up too much, but I do think that you need to pay a bit more of a premium for six. Yeah, than you necessarily not are. the premium that they're paying on Fenral though. Jeez, holy <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I could see like Suntir and Wedge um, and and like a couple of those guys going up like two three points, and then Fen coming down two three points. Fen would still be more expensive than the other guys. But his, the very variability, like variance between the two, would be diminished. I would also like to see some of the large base ships make their way into the game a little bit more what they, than they have. I mean, they could come down. Most of them could come down like two or three more points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are some things that obviously exist that don't need to be touched too much or maybe tweaked a little bit, like you know, Lambda shuttle. Uh, the Epsilon shuttle, uh, the, the U-Wing. I, I, sorry, that's not a large base. Um, uh, what else am I thinking about? Uh, Han, the Millennium Falcon, uh, for yep. handbrake. You know, if you, you don't want to bring that down in points, it'll just make <laughs> things really stupid. Uh, but, like, those things are, are fairly decent where they are, right? They're also being played. They exist in the meta as well. Um, but I just don't know what you could really do to a lot of these ships. I think... The, some of the problems is that they're just a big target. Ordnance is still really strong. Uh, heaps of ships is really strong, and you know, big ships don't do very well when there's a bunch of guns pointing at them, and they don't have the agility to withstand it. And even if you reinforce, you know, then you're you, you lacklustering. You're t taking away your uh, ability to respond with your one shot, yeah. uh, it, it, and what minimizing the damage as well. So for like a, a few turns. So. Now, uh, what do you think about factions? Do you think any factions are going to go up or down? I mean, so last time, everybody went down except for the scum in hyperspace. Um, their, their extended went down, but their, their hyperspace went up. Where everybody else, they went down some. Do you think that's going to happen again, that they're just going to take away more points than they're adding? Or do you think that might uh, might flip around some this time? I think some separatist stuff. I think they'll mess around with points there. Maybe I don't know. It's hard with the vultures. Uh, they have to really give reason to use some of the other vultures, the named ones, other than because everyone just flies separatist drones right now. Yep. Um, then I think. Or the trade federation. Sorry, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but they're using both. Oh yeah, 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 for the initiative, right? Or sorry, for the pop skill or whatever you want to call it. Um, yep. And then scum. We got yeah, scum definitely down. Imperial up a little bit, Rebel up, uh, you know, a fair amount, but not like crazy, just not crazy. up a fair amount. Uh, First Order down a little, depending on the certain ships. Uh, and Republic, I definitely think, still needs to go down a little bit. Okay. Uh, what am I missing there? Resistance. Resi oh, Resistance. Don't, don't forget about that. Um, so what, what do you, RZ2 A-Wings, way up, yeah. way, <laughs> look up, look way Eight point swing. up, no, uh. um, not too, too much, but, uh, I don't know, no. uh, I think resistance isn't actually too crazy, to be honest, uh, the no. RZ2 could go up a little bit, but, uh, and I think that the RZ2 really doesn't need too much touching, yeah. maybe a point on most of them, but I think the big one that needs touching is, uh, Lulo. uh just Lulo. Because uh, I think that overall, they are, they are very, I mean, I, I think that, I've said this before, but I think that the RZ2 gives a boon to the lesser players, because they are easy to keep your time on target with. 
um, compared to other ships. I flew against six of them in a, a, the tur- a tournament that just recently passed. Six. I wish yeah. I flew against yeah. that. That would have been awesome. Oh my god, there were so many. I, I did take it out. Uh, and kudos to Don, who flew them very, very well. I just lucked out in the end to to grab a, snag a few more points, but holy jeez, uh, there was the trauma responses, just RZ2A wings everywhere. Yeah, and like like I'm saying, I think that they're just, they're a little bit too good for like the lesser players because the time that they give you on target, like you you can kind of mess up with them and still get shots because you just, oh, you know what? After I put that, that template down, I realized I shot too far, so I went past too far, so I'll just turn the gun around or they can be like, oh, you know what? I'm not sure what he's going to do, so I'm just going to do a five straight and flip my gun and I'll have shot on him regardless of where he goes. I, I would um, agree to that, but maybe not with Lulo because if you make a mistake like that with Lulo, there's a good chance Lulo's going to die pretty quick. Well, but I think Lulo needs to go ups up because most of the time you're comparing Lulo to an X-Wing and you're paying, spending 39 points to an X-Wing. Isn't she 38? Um... 38, I think. Yeah. 38, you are correct. Yeah, she's a... Uh, so the funny part I, I heard people uh, compare them is that she's like the same points as the I-5 Torrent oddball or yep. something like that. And yep. it, it's so funny because you would... <laughs> you would never... <laughs> I'm so sorry, Torrents. I mean, the only way that you fly Torrents is apparently a pair of them alongside Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, and you're... I mean, I've heard of one guy flying Tucker, I think, but like, man, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I, I don't see them on the board. I only see the gold squadrons, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, you don't even see the blue. That's blue a ship. That's a ship that could go to, uh, down in points. I think so. Well, I, I don't know that necessarily the. Um, uh, Not the lower like ones, the, but the higher, yeah, the, 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 high, the, like the actual named files, they can come down. I don't know that the torrents need to go anywhere. Um, not the torrents, like the the golds need to go anywhere. But I like definitely some of the other guys need to. They they need to be. Yeah, saved. those named pilots they can come straight down. I don't even think their abilities are too scary. Those yeah. are all like the I side think, arc abilities. Uh, some of them, and then there's other ones that like when you're performing like red maneuvers, you if your things are in a certain way or whatever, you get different actions. Oh, I don't like I said, I don't, don't fly even, them, but well, you don't even see them, so no, exactly. So they they could they could get the uh, they could get the tweak anything like that, like the six, um, the the torrents, uh, the aggressors. I think their named pilots could come down um, and then, you know, look for options as well, creative options to make the, these ships more valid. My biggest dream for Republic is to get a new six pilot. Oh, stop yeah, not Anakin. St- yeah, fair. Stop giving us Anakin and stop giving us Oddball as our five. <laughs> like, you, you take the Torrent, the Arc, or the or the uh, Y-Wing that's forthcoming, and you're like, oh, I want to roll a five, you have you have Oddball. You know, like, we're, we're going to have a couple of Jedi, we have a couple of Jedi, and we're going to have Rick Ollie, but, like, man, if it's a clone, you're you're stuck with Oddball every single time. Rick Ollie's going to be good, though. Rick Ollie will be good. Yeah, but I, 
think that they should take a direction now and really press it towards the clone army. I'm talking like lats. I'm talking um, it's specifically like some other clone ships here and there. I mean, we have tons of clones to choose from from the, the shows, right? Uh, Rex and uh, shoot. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's other ones that are X. I, I, knew, I do know there's Commander Cody, but I and I know he's in a crew upgrade right now, but he could totally go on an actual pilot, right? If we get... All well, those Embarren uh, ships. Like, Embarren? Yeah, you know those uh, like those little things that they stole in that, uh, in that show? Do you know what Oh, yeah, yeah that, I totally know what you're talking about. That'd be cool. That would, that would be pretty cool. I totally agree. That would be really sweet with those with the name, some yeah. name to clones. I bet they could have like some reverses and some fancy shenanigans there. Yeah, I think we could, I would love to see, regardless of whether it's that ship or another like ship, because um, there are a few other options. Uh, the the, the V-Wing? The, that was the one I was thinking about, V-Wing. Yeah, taking some of those named clones that we know from all the shows and throw them in and give them some good initiative, I think that would be a pretty sweet way to include some of that aspect to the the whole list. I mean, I hope I know we got the Naboo Starfighter coming, and I get it, you know, it's not especially with the Genosian fighter as well. It's kind of be like, oh, you know, the Republic was not just clones and Jedi, it was the other planets that fought alongside them you know that's a good element to yeah. it but you know i would just love to see some more clone stuff even though i'll never fly <laughs> i mean i i know that the the devs said like they are not going to run out of ships to to pull from from the uh clone clone no. wars era they're like we could we could we could uh, design ships out of that era for a, a good number of years yeah Exactly. I think I, they said something like a decade. I wonder when we'll get the... Ah, what's the name of the thing? The Tri-Droid? Yeah. Tri-Fighter. Tri there we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tri-Hard Droid. Tri-Hard. <laughs> yeah, I want to see that. Uh, that thing maybe cool. our February release, our March release. Yeah, Wave 6. Hear me out, FFG. Here we go. Lats no, I think Wave 6... Tri-Fighters. I think Wave 6 is going to be the standard only what's coming from the movie. I think Wave 6 is going to be a December release just of... First order and resistance. Why well, you gotta hurt my heart? That's my call. <laughs> Wave seven. Wave seven is, is gonna be the tri fighter. I'm kind of hoping that it's like a that those that those new factions have like new ships, not just like a resistance Y wing. You know what I'm saying? Or like mm -hmm. you know, it's like it's like a T85. Yeah, a tie fighter. Okay, I'm definitely looking forward for that one. But it's like a, this no, is just a we different. We don't need TIE another fighter, X wing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, some different ships would be nice. You know. All right, I want to move on now, and I want to talk about the bid. <gasps> yeah, I know. The bid is something <laughs> that there is a lot of debate out there, and I just want to, I want us to have our, our take on it. What Do you think, is the bid worth it? Sometimes. <laughs> Depends on what list you want to bring, right? So uh, when and is the what the meta is looking like. For so example. When, when is the bid worthwhile? Uh, bids worthwhile when you have okay the, the two uh, the two ones I talked about so if you got aces uh, sixes more more so definitely like on the at the end of it then you want the bid right because you want to be the person who sees where everyone is and then you get to move totally valid super important consider the idea of Sunterfell moving uh, last or Sunterfell moving first good luck with your bullseye right yeah. uh, but 
then you also have things where we say say we had a meta of tie swarms, right? It, or yeah, yeah, the juke says that's another good point. But I'll stick with my tie swarm concept just for it. Like we saw a lot of tie swarms, especially around hyperspace, and then we saw a lot of tie swarms taking swarm tactics so that all of their a lot of their ties can go jump up to five, so that they could shoot right first. Right? It wasn't about so much about the bid, but it was about being having having that uh, precedence. I mean, so that like it, at least being able to like the bid would have helped too. Like there's the again yeah like so many people have messed around with those quad phantoms where it's like okay well i'll take three juke and one crack i'm like well well i'm just gonna take three juke and screw the crack uh, because uh, i don't do drugs and it gives me the bit <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and a lot of the a lot of the quad phantoms people figured out that oh it's yeah. better to move first than to be or shoot first sorry than to move second mm-hmm so, like, those are those are two reasons why the bid's important. And I like the bid. I get some people who are like, well, you know, we shouldn't have a, have a thing where it's always a bid war and try to throw down the, the sh- small, uh, smallest, or sorry, the greatest bid so that you have to get to go first or second. But I feel that. it's kind of, yeah, I, I kind of like it, though. I kind of like it when there's a game inside of a game, right? There's, like, a, a really preparation. If you want to you wanna go first take the bid all right you have to salvage a few different pieces and parts of lists that you might you could have options for in the eyes of uh, being able to uh, fly last and be able to see where everything is and that takes a lot of skill to still be able to fly well in that situation mm-hmm. i think um well recently i've started to be not as afraid uh to move first and shoot first and especially in certain lists like well, like, you know, my, my Poe tractor beam, you know, if I, I really like shooting first with Poe and then when I get that mentality, sometimes it allows me to have, you know, eight extra points and I just totally forget it. So if I, it's, it's either with, with me, I'm either taking a bid or just going right to 200 or one, I, I like 199 because if it's against, you know, a 200 point, then you have an easy choice. But, uh, recently I've been going, uh, going higher and higher as uh, as the game goes and more just trusting myself to get the bumps and and um that kind of that kind of thing but um that's so that's just recently how much of the bid is worthwhile then like how how far down do you dig um with my aces i've definitely been digging down to like 190 so i usually take about a 10 point bid and i really cringe when somebody's like 189 but yeah, about 10 points for my aces. Uh, if I don't care too much about aces, um, then I will, you know, mess around with a 193, 195. If I'm like, if I'm flying Kylo, I, I don't worry too, too much because he's like an I-5. Um, and it's like, oh, I just want to luck out and beat the other I-5s. But if I don't, then, you know, I'll just have to do a little extra handiwork, which was fun when I brought Snoke because I could really not care about the bid even more. I think that list goes to 197 and let them fly. I'm just going to pick and choose my targets really carefully about who's getting close and who's this and that and uh, be able to dodge arcs or 
forcefully be in a situation where I'm going to bump them because I just know where they're going to be. Sense is another thing. Sense I've, we've seen come out a little bit as well too, where you know Vader sense you know three academies and then you got some other stuff in there where you uh, Vader senses things, send the ties in there, they get the bump and then Vader, Vader just lights them up. I'm looking at my list now and I think I have uh, maybe like five that are under 192. That's normally the lowest I'll go. Do we like the bid being in the game? What do you guys feel? Hmm. See, that's one that I've struggled with because I feel like I was sometimes... To no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> go nice. ahead. I find sometimes like that bid is too much of a points fortress for the opponent. And like you have... You've taken out two of their ships, two of their three ships, and they've taken out two of your three ships. And because they had the bid on you, they're winning, right? Um, and so I feel like sometimes it kind of sucks that way, like or like, yeah, you've they've you've killed one of their ships, and they've taken one of your ships to half, but you killed a weak ship, and then they had this like twelve point bid, and so oh you, they've still got like five points on you. So I feel like in some ways it's it's not good, but at the same time, like I don't know that there's a good way of fixing that. I remember when I was first first playing this game, and I didn't know any of the rules. Um, my buddy and I, we would change the so every turn, your guy moved first, then my guy moved first, and it was really weird. It didn't really make sense, but uh, yeah, that's <laughs> just. Uh, there's not really any way you can really fix that up, you know what I mean, without, uh, without... I mean, it's part of the strategy yeah. of the game, of, like, you're, you're building this bid, like, you're losing out on things to put this bid in, and so then what does that end up meaning for you? Yeah, I like that aspect. I like the element of, like, uh, I could take this and be super Kylo, but I'll just be... A little less Super Kylo, and this way I will have the bid, and I will also have a point fortress on Kylo, so now in my mind I'm going, I need not to lose Kylo, please don't let him shoot Kylo, 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 Kylo. (laughs) It's fun, I like that portion, especially, but I'm also an ace player, right? I I prefer to use a, a couple of aces along with a support ship, or a couple of aces along with something that just kinda is a nuisance for the sake of the fun of that list and making the list work. I mean, having sixes that didn't go last would, that would be tough. Well, I think that comes down to what, like when I'm talking about the bid with people usually, or like if I'm building a list with people, it's uh, and you're trying to plan around this bid, how much do you need? I always come back to the, how much are you gaining by the bid and how much are you losing by not putting on an upgrade? So say I'm flying a rebel list and um, I've got a I've got a crew carrier and I'm sitting at at 193, right? I'm probably gonna go to the 195 and put Leia on the crew carrier. Yeah. If I really care, I might be t- cutting something else, but like if I'm if I'm like, yeah, there's nothing else that I want to cut, I'm probably just gonna go to the 195 for that Leia because that utility I gained with that two points for Leia is to me better than the two points gained in my in my bid because it opens up dials so much in every in like at later parts in the game. 
Yeah, that's it. I think that's the biggest thing for me where you need to you need to weigh that what are you gaining and what are you losing. Yeah, it's a nice part of the game. Uh, I don't mind it at all. I think it's a good element. I know it's some this- people don't like it, but screw yeah. them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it comes down, that's a, that's a major skill. I mean, so many tournaments and so many games are won or lost at the um, at the list building phase that I really think it's something that's like important for us to look at in, in our skills clinic area Ooh, always. Good segue. Right? Ooh. Well, I think this was that was kind of our skills clinic area for this week. We're, we're kind of running long on time, but I think that's that's why I wanted to bring up the bid. It's just something so important. Like so many times in list building, you, you show up to a tournament, like the last tournament I went to, that hyperspace we've talked about before, right? I showed up with uh, Gurry, Finn, and um, Captain Seavor, well, I lost the tournament because I showed up with a list that was <laughs> scum. Showed up with a scum list. <laughs> hey, no, no, because remember, 89-person hyperspace trial was won by a scum list. I just didn't show up with the right scum list. <laughs> and, and, and a lot of it was right, not dread, the right... It's not dreadlocks. The, it wasn't the right scum list for my skill level, right? Um, like, the guy that just won the 89-person uh, tournament with four uh, four star vipers, 196 points. That like that took a lot of skill for him to fly that well and do that well. I would love to see that guy fly that. I want to know how love he to see did that it. game. That would be incredible. You um, guy out there, if you're listening, yeah. I want to see it. <laughs> um. So yeah, like Scum has done bringing scum wasn't the problem it was i brought a list that i wasn't strong enough with and i lost in the list building phase right and there's times that you you lose because of dice variants and there's times that you lose because of well you you made a mistake right and you did bring a good list like i feel like the turn before that i did bring a good list i just dice variance was against me and i made a couple of mistakes in in a couple of games and well i lost right um but then other tournaments I've gone to, I've done really well because I brought the right list for the for the day, and I didn't make mistakes, and it did okay. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, the building list bid kind of they definitely go hand in hand. You know, uh, you had the yeah the bid, but the uh, the punch of those two those ships as well as the potential of getting caught. Uh, Oh, it, it's tough. Uh, I, I, if I was to fly any other list right now, like any other faction, uh, other than the three that I do, which is CIS, First Order, and Imperial, I would probably be no. I'd fly Republic. Screw Scum. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> but then Scum. Scum would be after that. <laughs> well, and right now, even even the CIS isn't seeing that much table time. No, there's definitely some tricky things built in there that I just don't know how they're going to fix. Like, I don't know how you can encourage people to use the other vulture droids rather than the base one. I don't know how you can... Well, I mean, buzz droids, that's a a tough one. It's six points. Maybe we bring them down to, like, two or one point, but then that's a whole other kind of situation. Um, The struts, the landing struts, I don't understand why they cost anything. They should just be free, almost. (laughs) Maybe you put them at one point so you can land on rocks. I think they should be at one point because i think that the idea is there should be a cost to taking it but 
The problem is that that cost to taking it right now is putting out the same cost as a TIE fighter, and yeah. your utility is not necessarily greater than a TIE fighter. Yeah. But I... I I do think that they should cost something. I think that not having there's too much utility gained by that card for it to be a free card. Um, if you have landing struts, you land on a rock. You just open yourself up to some really wonderful free trick shot. Oh, I know. Um, but like, you have the landing struts, and you accidentally land on a rock, and you're just like, I'm ignoring this rock. Oh, could you imagine right. that though? You could you could get a nice vulture swarm with a bid, and then just be like, "Oh, geez, I'll bring rocks and make my life more difficult for my opponent, and I will land on them and become turrets." And become turrets. I put a three straight. Oh, so you 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 turn? No, it's a three straight. So you go off the rock? No, I just stick this way, and I still shoot you. Can we just call them dung beetles at that moment? Can they just go sit on? <laughs> 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 Roll around on your rock. <laughs> your turn <laughs> so do you guys have any, any closing thoughts for us this week Cliff um, closing thoughts uh, well looking forward to uh, to getting some more games in didn't really get that many uh, many games in this week so uh, yeah we'll see see where the game takes me see where it takes us <laughs> See where the see where the Yellowbrook Road leads. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, for myself, uh, you know, normal shouts at, shout outs to Brew Wizards Board Game Cafe and Critical Hit Gaming Lounge, always uh, providing us with a home in uh, local Oshawa and Curtis. And we, I'm not too sure when we're throwing this one up here, but we do have an event uh, June 22nd at Brew Wizards. Uh, board game cafe in oshawa we're going to be opening up at 10 a.m and it's going to be an extended event with lots of prizes uh, lots of drinking lots of food it'll be a blast and uh uh yeah i can't wait uh wait for it to happen oh and also shout out oh yeah anyone local toronto anybody in the local area please come out it's 10 bucks super easy super cheap and you always get more most of the time if not all you always bring uh, one it's a great time so you're always taken away most of the time more by far than what you've paid to get into these events and uh, also shout out to uh, our young lad i'm not going to release his name or anything for respect of his uh, confidence but uh um it, but there's a young lad in our group. He's nine years old. He's absolutely incredible. He's so good. Right? He is so good. He he beat me. He he came to an event where we had many world champion invitees um, and top top players. And he's he took him out one at a time. Uh, he on top of that also beat myself I don't consider myself the best of the best uh, I'm a pretty decent player but he also took me out at the top table uh, meaning making me go three and one with my poor Snoke and uh, he's incredible I take a look out for him if this game continues to exist and he continues to play as well as he like continues to be uh, valid in the game and everything continues to practice everything like this kid is getting better and better every single time and he keeps beating big name guys adults uh, playing the game he's nine years old so like yeah, yeah shout out to him worlds this, keep, yeah. keep it up because he's absolutely amazing and for anybody local to our terms you totally know who I'm talking about so uh, for me, I just want to remind everybody, and also Andrew, uh, 
It's going up on the 21st. Oh, perfect. There we go. You know, that's like our standard every other Friday schedule for posting our episodes. So that shouldn't be a question for you. Oh, fantastic. Since you're one of the hosts. Good you good job, you, you, and you, you and your old techiness and dates. You should know the, the schedule, <laughs> yeah, Andrew. Good. Way to go, you. You win. <laughs> um, but just reminding everybody to uh, watch out for that points... The, the, the points stream that's coming up on the 27th and then the points change on the 1st. Looking forward to that. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jared Grunewagen, and until next time, keep your ship on the mat. We're rooting for you. And as always, just roll natties. Natties.